The sports gambling podcast is presented by mybookie.ag. Mybookie.ag is the official online sportsbook of the sports gambling podcast. Use the promo code SGP50 to receive a 50% deposit bonus today. We're also brought to you by Odds Shark. They have the latest betting stats and trends you won't find anywhere else, plus free picks from their supercomputer and expert writing staff. Follow them on Twitter at OddsShark and www.oddsshark.com. We're also brought to you by BetQL. BetQL is the only app that puts all the knowledge you need to make smart bets in the palm of your hand. Log on to betql.co to download the app today. Hey guys, and welcome to part two of the World Cup podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast. The Sports Gambling Podcast is sponsored by mybookie.ag. Enter the code SGP50 for a 50% deposit bonus when you go on to mybookie.ag and open an account. Every bet we give out here on the EPL show for the 2018 World Cup will be available on mybookie.ag. As in part one, I'm joined for part two by my regular colleague during the World Cup, Mr. Jeff Cohen. Thank you, Bill. Yeah, we're, we're back here again for the uh, 2018 World Cup. Really looking forward to it. If you've listened to part one, you'll see we have some juicy odd bets. Um, we've got some what we deem to be bankers. Um, and in this half, we're going to have what we call the, the remaining groups and also what we call some real big odd specials um, when we look at some of the scorers, winners, yeah, the tournaments. In addition, to, in addition to putting these groups together, obviously we've given out bets for individual groups, but um, it's kind of like more more safety bets here as well in terms of mm. long-term big tournament bets that I, w- I want you guys to, to get behind, something that we've always nailed. And uh, obviously even, even the uh, the big side bets as well, top goal scorer is not so easy, but there's always some value there. Jeff's Jeff's here because he's he's done things like picked out Vargas for the for the Copper America. Twice. Which, yeah, which, which 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 was big. Was it twenty five to one? So I think 30, 33s and twenty fives. Yeah, I myself picked out um, picked out Luis Suarez um, to be the um, to be the top scorer in La Liga when they were they had uh, Cristiano Ronaldo at e- right. and Messi yeah. at evens, and I took Suarez as the as the third guy. So there's there's always value here, and, and for the World Cup, I have very interesting outtake uh, outlook. Sorry on the um, on the top goal scorer market because for me it's really it's really between two people. Um, but we need to do the basics, and when you're looking at basics, there's there's no other team that, that that do it more basic and more fundamental than than the Germans. I mean, it almost makes covering this group a, a two minute job, like it was on the Brazil group. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I I again, if you listen to part one, when I talk about functional sides that can grind victories out, and and if you needed to put your house on a team winning a match or winning a tournament. Um, you look at the Germans, um, we're going to cover it um, in more detail with regards to who thinks going to win it. This German side 
is one of the youngest German sides they've had, mixed in with experience, the likes of Muller, the likes of Tony Cruz, the likes of Ertzil. They've been there, they've done it, they've seen it at the highest level. So you've got some real top-class German players here with an array of talent, attacking talent, which they've not had for uh, quite a while. They've always relied on... Um, they've always wanted closer um, or Muller before, but now they've got four or five that can score the goals. For me, the goals will be spread out. This is a strong German side. Expect them to go very far. Yeah, I'm looking at the team here. They've got Manuel Neuer in goal. Kimmich, who's been amazing at Bayern, at right back. Just remember scoring a goal in the Champions League semi-final. Uh, Boateng and Hummels, super strong centre-back. Hector at left-back, possibly a weakness. Um, Kadira and Cruz holding no weakness there at all. And then you have that three, Muller, Ozil, Draxler. Not that strong, actually. I, no. I want to talk about that uh, more in more depth. And Werner, is they've given out as the striker. Now, Muller and Draxler... I, I would prefer to make way for uh, either Royce or Sane or even yeah. both because Muller has not been playing and uh, and Drax has not been playing. So this is easily interchangeable for me. Meza Ozil is a different player for Arsenal than he is for Germany, so I don't really have too much of a problem with him. But playing two players in the team there that, that haven't been getting much first-team football when Royce and especially Sane is, is, is red hot at the moment... Um, Werner, they say, is going to get the nod. Otherwise, it's going to be Sandro Wagner. Uh, Werner's got seven goals and 12 for the German for the German team. I thought they didn't have a striker, but I'm not too worried now looking at those stats that he's already put in seven in 12. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, you, exactly what you say there, Bill. I agree with. For me, there is absolute no doubt about it. They need to play Leroy Sano on the left. Um, Leroy Sano is uh, one of the best players in yeah, the tournament. Yeah, 100%. And then um, on the right, uh, play Marco Royce in there. So they've got... a. Uh, uh, then they've got a supporting three behind Werner of Royce, Sane and Ertzil. Then all of a sudden you look at that. But it is very interchangeable. That is a strong squad, which is important in the World Cup to have a squad. But you need that pace. And Sane gives you that explosive pace where he can break away. And if Germany want to hold back and hit teams on the counter in the latter stages, they've got the pace. Like Man City have done it sometimes. They've kept the ball past it and then hit them with Sane pace on the, on the, on the break. So this German side... Um, they're going to win the group. Um, they're going to win it comfortably. They're going to go very far. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at the group. It's a very, very tough group for, for second place. Um, you've got Germany at two to five, uh, Mexico five to one, Sweden six to one, and Korea 12 to one. These are group winners' prices. Qualification prices are Germany one to 10, Mexico 11 to 10, Sweden five to four, and Korea three to one. Korea aren't that bad. Um, they qualified quite easily, and they are a good side. Mexico, obviously, always decent. Um, obviously always the best team that come from North America and Sweden are the team that beat Italy to get here. Italy are not at this World Cup because of Sweden, which which makes Sweden dangerous in, in my opinion, um, especially defensively because the way they beat Italy was to win 1-0 and then draw 0-0, which means that they didn't let Italy score a goal against them for three hours, Jeff. Yeah, Sweden um, have always been like that. You yeah. look at World Cup, England have had the... Uh, unfortunate um, task of facing Sweden many times and we can't beat them for love nor money. The Swedes, like the Danish, like a lot of the Scandinavian sides, the Iceland, Icelandic side, they cause sides problems, certainly those European sides problems. Um, so yeah, it's um, it's as tough as the Serbia-Switzerland one to see who's going to finish second or third here. That is tough. Yeah, I'm, I'm just looking through here to see if, um, to see how strong this actual Korean side is before I absolutely wipe them uh, wipe. You know, write them off because my bet that I like here is Germany top and Korea last. But looking through the team, when you've got Song of Tottenham in your team, yeah, 
Um, it's just not really that easy for me to just jump on that, or not big anyway, because some of these players are, are, are decent. Yeah, obviously Son automatically makes you makes you look makes them look stronger than they are. But you've got obviously Chan's playing for Salzburg as well. You've got uh, Sung and the other Sung that's playing for um, for Swansea. There there are players here that make you almost look like they're workman like. Uh, as much as Sweden are, which was which is Sweden's strong point. So I don't know how much I like in this group other than Germany to win. I'm slightly leaning towards Germany top and Korea bottom at two to one, but it's not a strong, massive lean. Probably just a one unit bet. Yeah, what I would say um, is there's another bet um, here which isn't. Um, it's more of a side bet. Uh, we will cover it at the end. But as you quite rightly say, Son is he will score goals, um, and I'd be very interested if if before the end of the. Uh, this part of the uh, podcast, you can find out what price Son is to finish South Korea's top goal scorer. Because I think from memory, he's quite a good price. He's the only person that's going to score plenty of goals for them. He might get two or three. So um, they're a good side. Uh, like you say, it's a bit harsh to wipe them off totally. But, you know, the, the, they're going to be uh, a challenging side for people. I don't think they're going to qualify. But, you know, with Son on your side, he can score goals. And as I say, if you can find the price for Son to be top scorer for them before the end, Bill, then I'll be really in- intrigued to see that as one of our kind of side bets because um, I did see um, a price yesterday. I'm not sure how legitimate it was, but it was certainly odds against of a Son to be their top scorer. It's a great price. Yeah, you're right. It's, it's odds yeah. against. It's nine to four. Uh, nine to four for a guy who's going to score their goals. Yeah, um, who's playing as a striker where he doesn't play for... And he's their best player. Um, so if they score, it's going to be Son. 9-4 for Son to be the top scorer. Well, again, we'll cover that at the end. That's but a great bet. I was, it's a good I, bet. I, I, was, I was light on this group for, for giving out stuff, but that, that's actually made it all a lot more worthwhile. An odds, an odds against bet for their best player to be top scorer, their best player and a striker to be top scorer. Yeah, that's actually... All over that. That's really decent. Um, let's get out of this group. Let's get into let's get into Group G, the England group. So Ooh, let's, interesting. Let's spend some time on it if it was mm. very difficult to call, but I don't think that it really is. Um, Belgium eight to eleven, England six to five, Tunisia eighteen to one, Panama thirty three to one, and just to give you an indication of how lopsided this group seems to be, um, the dual forecast on this group is two to nine wow. for uh, Belgium and England. Not worth you, you, spending your money on. Uh, I might chuck it in with the likes of Brazil and Germany to win groups um, yeah. at the end, which we'll which we'll look at. Um, do you want to look at Belgium or England first? Because obviously they're the two standout teams. We'll, we'll look at we we'll look at Belgium. Yeah, we'll look at Belgium first. Spend some more favourites. Spend some more time on England. Um, so th- this should be a world class team. I'm just not very convinced by the manager because he's a, yeah. he's a notorious failure. Versus uh, Roberto Martinez, who um, who did nothing at Everton. Um, you got Courtois in goal. He's playing a back three here with Alderweireld, Company, and Vertonghen, all Premier League. Alderweireld has been injured for a lot of the season. Yeah, isn't he? That's why I'm skeptical about United buying him at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, he's gone for wing backs in a in a three four three. So Mounier and Carasso, which puts Witzel and De Bruyne in a very deep role, which I, I don't like him in. Um, Hazard and Mertens out wide with Lukaku up front. Who I'm just going to say it now. Um, is my strong pick for for the top scorer in this tournament, just based on looking at the group and what I think Belgium are going to do to Panama and Tunisia. Yeah, no, they're they're a very very good um, side, Belgium. Um, a lot of individuals, um, as we said, um, with the other sides. Um, one of the uh, biggest surprises for me, and again, it's not a team, it's not a part of the team or the players. The reason I don't think Belgium are going to win this. It's the manager. This is a manager that didn't pick Nang- Nangolan from um, Napoli. 
Um, Roma. For Roma, sorry. Um, he's one of the best players um, and he's decided to take Fellaini ahead of him. Um, and I just can't see this side... Um, going because I don't think it's the manager... not so much Fellaini that's my problem, Jeff. It's it's Axel Witzel. Now Axel Witzel was a world class player a few years back, but then he he took that money. Uh, to, he he took to the lure of the money to go and play in China. Yeah. So how good is he now? Well, he's he's not. He's still a class player, but he's not facing world class players week in week out. Exactly. And you look at Fellaini, who is when he plays, but uh, Nain Golan would get in most other starting 11s in this World Cup. And he hasn't got in their squad. I think it's ridiculous. And the only reason Belgium are holding back is the manager. No one else, because they've got a strong side. They've got leaders like company. They've got people like De Bruyne, who whilst they're the the talismans of the side, they're not not, uh, prima donnas. They will work and hard for the side. Um, You've got Eden Hazard, who's got all the ability in the world. Lukaku, who again, my only problem with Lukaku is, and it's well known, is that does he turn it on in big games? That's always the question at United. Nothing's bigger than the World Cup. He might score in the group. He might get enough goals in the group to solidify a, a possible World Cup top scorer. But when it comes to the knockout stages, the likes of Germany, Spain, Portugal, France, will Lukaku score against them? I'm not too sure. No, and and, and I'm not too keen on, on, on the shape here as well. You, you, you're putting De Bruyne in a position where he's not going to get be able to do what he does for And he's City. not played all season. He's played somewhere different from Man City. Yeah, he, he needs to. It, this needs to be a three here behind behind Lukaku. It needs to be Hazard, Mertens, and, and De Bruyne in the centre, just playing off. Um, he seems like what Martinez has done is that he's, he's got away with it, obviously in the group stage. He's trying to get, get everyone board. in this team. Yeah. Um, whereas I would kind of make the decision to go. Look, I'm going to play uh, Vertonghen, uh, Alderweireld. Um, and, and drop company or, or vice versa or, or possibly even make Vertonghen a left back he, he, what he's done is tried to get every single person into this team and um, and in the end Kevin De Bruyne has ended up in a very deep quarterback uh, midfield role which is fine I mean, I'm sure it'll be somewhat effective but um, he really needs to be up with, with those with the rest of the guys there but I mean I'm sure this is a team that's good enough to win the group because if we look at England um, this really isn't one of the strongest England teams that have come in fact it's one of the, it's one of the weakest in our lifetime um, in, our, in our lifetime <laughs> yeah if we look back when we had uh, Beckham, Soles, Gerrard, Lampard, Michael Owen, yeah, Wayne Ashley Rooney, Cole. Ashley Cole. Yeah. There's a lot of England teams that have been world-class. Some of the world-class players through and through that just haven't been able to put it together. This team are not putting it together and they lack world-class players. If you're looking at the England team here which we'll run through um which world class, uh, sorry, world soccer magazine, I think, have absolutely nailed the team. Now, looking at the England team, I now have a deep, profound respect for all the other teams that they put out, teams that we might know less about. But the England team is 100% correct. Pickford, Walker, Stones, Maguire, the centre backs. In a three, back three. In a back three, mm. yeah. Three centre backs in a team that lack quality at centre back. It's, it's dumb. Um, Trippi- and one of them's a right back. Right, exactly. Uh, best right back, one of the best right backs in the world is playing at centre back. Um, Trippier out wide, Rose out wide, Dyron Henderson holding midfield. I'm embarrassed by that centre, yep. centre midfield pairing. Uh, Sterling and Deli Alley, fine with that. And uh, Harry Kane up front. World cast players, I would say we have two. Uh, possibly three. I'm not. I'm on the fence about Sterling. He's too inconsistent. I don't think Ali's made it. So the two I'm going to say are world class are Carl Walker and Harry Kane. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, this this formation just covering England a bit more. Firstly, I want to say with England, it's actually kind of been flipped on its head. In past tournaments, we've had the Golden Generation. We've had 
England expecting to do well, England being one of the favourites, which we didn't even think was the case at the time, but the bookies did. This time, they're priced correctly. Um, possibly. So is this Welbeck's real goal, England goal scoring record? I would imagine because he's played a lot of qualifiers against that's crazy. sides I didn't know that aren't that. very good. Um, he looks really decent. But we're, we're, so with this England team, it's kind of flipped on his head in that now the only thing that's going for us isn't the side, it's the lack of expectation because people don't expect this England team to do anything. And the chances are that they probably will go and be more successful than the sides we did expect to do something and get to the quarterfinals or something. The only difference, again, with the side I would change, I think it's absolutely crazy that we've got these forward players. We, we're playing wing-backs with, with players that have been injured a lot of the season or not started um, in Trippier and, and Rose. Um, Walker has been outstanding um, on right-back for Man City and has been played centre-half. We've got a striker who, if you put him up top and you let him off the leash that Mourinho won't do in Rashford you've got to play Kane up top with either Rashford or Vardy and worry sides because we don't have enough defensively to snuff sides out we don't have the holding midfielders in the past that we've had of um, Ints of the World and even Batty that could do it um, all those sort of good players we don't have them so we've got very much like Argentina we've got to go for this and we should be playing Kane up top we should be playing Rashford up top we should be playing Vardy up top um, or, or Sterling or, or mix match out of those we don't have the side to play this 5-3-2 we haven't got the, the centre-halves aren't good enough the holding midfielders aren't good enough and the attacking players supporting Kane aren't good enough. We should go over three up top. With um, I think we should let Rashford off the leash because he's fearless. And as he's shown with Man United, when he got his chance that he wasn't expecting to get, he took it with both hands. And let's be honest, if there wasn't major injuries, I think it was Van Gaal that, that started Rashford, if I'm not um, mistaken. If there wasn't major injuries, Rashford wouldn't even be where he is now. It was a mistake that he played. Um, and he took it with both hands. And Rashford is a class striker that we should be starting. We're not. Harry Kane, yes, he'll get goals. No doubt about that. He's a class player, world-class player. But I think we've got it all wrong here in the, in the way we play, if we play this 3-4-3 formation. I have a slightly different view to Jeff. And, I mean, football's football sort of goes in trends where formations become very fashionable. Um, all of a sudden, there's a belief in world football that everybody has counted the 4-4-2 and everybody knows how to play against the 4-4-2. I completely disagree because looking at this England team, they could come in and really scare people with, with a 4-4-2. They, they could play, you know, Walker, Walker at the back. Um, they could play Rose at left back. They could then just get away with having just um, Stones and Maguire, or I would even play even uh, Stones and Dyer or, or somebody like that. Um and then just have one holding midfielder and then play and play the four. Because if you played Lingard and Sterling out wide and you played Jamie Vardy and Kane up front, I think that you'd be a lot more effective. Vardy is an unbelievable player. I watched him live in the um, in the Leicester versus Tottenham game. He takes chances. He, he knows where, where the ball's coming. He's completely developed his game. isn't he? Yeah, and, and he is. And, on the and, shoulder. And things, he falls into that category of being 31 years old where this is probably his last World Cup. Harry Kane, obviously, is a given that he has to play. But I just think Jamie Vardy will, will contribute something to, to the World Cup if he was to start. And I think 4-4-2 does suit getting in more players for England as opposed to playing what Southgate thinks is a fashionable formation, which Southgate is now playing. Um, if you look at uh, the reason why I think Belgium will win this group and not really come into any problems is because England aren't finding a different way to beat Belgium. England are playing Belgium's formation, which yeah. are they not, Jeff? Yeah. They're playing Belgium's formation with half what, the with, quality players. With half the quality <laughs> players. You just can't do that. You have to come in with something different. You have to play to your strengths. This formation, um, yes, it is the 
fashionable formation in world football at the moment. I agree. Uh, obviously, that's what Southgate's doing. But it ain't the right formation for England because they're doing it against in a group against a team that are better than them. So for me, straight forecast, Belgium winner, England runner-up, 6-5 to five is, is the only way to go. But I still, I do fancy England to get by Poland or Colombia in the next round, funnily enough. Um, so I think England to get to the quarterfinals um, is, is a possibility. And that's not me being optimistic England fan. That's just me saying that they're probably better um, than the other teams are going to come up against in this draw because they've, they've got very lucky, in my opinion. And, and what, what, one thing I would look at is um, in the build-up to the World Cup, we played friendlies against Italy, against Brazil, um, against Holland. Um, Sire, well, Holland aren't that great at the moment. Against sides that and France as well, didn't we? That, that, that we didn't think, that we thought would beat us convincingly, um, and they didn't. So uh, England's a funny one. As I said, the lack of expectation without the pressure being on that they've always had before may work in our favour, which means that, you know, England can go in and play freely without the pressure on them of expecting to win it when we've never, ever had a side barring 98, um, you know, to, to win this. I like 2006. Yeah. We, we had this debate. This is a different, <laughs> yeah. this is a different debate. I, yeah. I, I, I do like the... Uh, uh, the Lampard, Gerard, Skulls team. I, I think that's strong. Whereas I like the uh, I like the the Seaman, Adams, Campbell, Skulls, Shearer team yeah. that went and beat teams like Argentina in the World Cup. But that's another story. But let's look at this group because this is a, this is interesting. It's the final group. It's Group H. Um, as we said, the runner up in this group will meet Belgium. The winner of this group will will meet probably England if we're correct about how we've. Uh, done the last did you have a bet for the last group you just agree with mine one two uh, no I, I agree with that yeah I, I can't see I think Belgium beat England because with a lot of these group bets if you look at the top two sides if they draw then it's always going to be about who gets the most goals against the poorer sides yeah and I think I can see Panama but, and, um, and Panama and whatnot getting an absolute tonking I, by Belgium I actually think Belgium beat England so it's not going to be relevant so I'm going to move you on that Belgium one England two is probably a good bet six to five so this group um, is the t- closest price group where you have Colombia as 11 to 8 favourites, Poland at 2 to 1, second favourite, Senegal at 4 to 1 and Japan at 5 to 1, with Colombia at 1 to 2 to qualify for the group and Poland at 4 to 6. Um, the dual forecast of Poland and Colombia is at 15 to 8 uh, because obviously the bookies do think that Senegal are strong. Um, even straight forecast there, Colombia to win and Poland second nine to two. Poland to win and Colombia second five to one. So this group, they they think it's really tight. But I got the Colombia team in front of us, and I, I really like it. Lot of individuals, isn't there? You look at it, Ospina in goal. Um, Ari- this is the predicted lineup: Ospina in goal, Arias, uh, Milner, um, Zapata, and Fabra as the back four. You've got Aguilar and Sanchez holding, um, and then you've got a, a three. Yeah. You've got Cuadrado, Rodriguez, or James, um, and Cardona with Falcao up top. Um, it's a very talented side. Again, there's, 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 there's three or four world-class players there. Yeah, I mean, Zapata, as he's, he's, a, he's a decent player. I've seen him play before. Um, as I say, you've got um, Sanchez, who's um, playing very well, Fiorentina. Rodriguez, who, who's been playing for uh, Bayern Munich on loan from Real. So they've got a lot of experience, world uh, world experience with their players. It's uh, just going back to the group. Um, I think you'll have a surprise one here. I think Colombia qualify, but I think you're going to find Senegal. They've got a real good side, Senegal, um, and with Mane up top, um, who's just scored in the Champions League final, had a great season with Liverpool. Um, I think Senegal um, are going to be a surprise side. Um, Let's look at them. Yeah, if we have a quick look this at them. First, this is the first one where I think we'll look at three teams. Yeah. 
So you've got, um, I've just brought it up here. You've got Diallo in goal, Gassima and Kurbali, who is actually now rated at, um, at Roma, 50, isn't yeah, it? 50, uh, is that Napoli? Sorry. Napoli, sorry, yeah. Uh, 55 million euros if you yeah. want it, if you want to get Kurbali. Uh, long name here. Uh, Dibodja, uh, uh, Suarez, we know, uh, Duf, Koyate, I didn't know they had all these players. And Doi, um, Gay, Mane, and Nias. A lot of Premier League players there. And um, two definite world class players here when you're looking at Kuabali and Mane, who are two players that are going to cost you uh, 50 and what's Mane's value? Would you say 75 million, maybe 80 million? Yeah, and Doi was. um, Let's have a look at Doi because I remember. he was uh, he's a Villarreal, uh, not Essen Dai, sorry, and Doi um, at Birmingham. Um, and you mean in Dai, the ones in Stoke? Yeah, right? Stoke. Yeah, they, they, they've they've got some real strong midfielders there. Um, I think they're a surprise side, and I think you could. I I certainly my advice on this group, um, take it or not, is don't bet on it because other than Colombia, I think Senegal could could quite easily win this group. Um, and I, I think I'm going to give this group a swerve because it's not a group of death, but it's the toughest betting group for me. Yeah, and it's priced up as that as well. And just just to finish up, like I'm looking at Poland as well, and obviously we all know that Lewandowski's there, and now a lot of people will think that's the only player. And maybe that, maybe the bet here is to is to um, bet against Poland because the rest of the team aren't don't have the amount of world class players there that the Senegal team have. They've got Chesney in goal, Piszczek is decent, Glick. Had one good season at Monaco. Pazdan, Bazinski, uh, Mersinski, Kurzatwak, Grzyski, Zielinski, Rybas, and Lebedaski. Now, looking for that team, Lebedaski's obviously world-class. Chesney's not a world-class goalkeeper. Glick had one good season. I guess Piszczek um, is, is, you know, he's a very decent player in terms of because he's at Bayern Munich and has been the right-back there for a, for a while. Um, and he's played at um, the Euros as well, 2008, 2012 and 2016, from what I remember. Um, but yeah, other than that, this is the Robert Lewandowski show. And maybe that doesn't make them better than Senegal, in my opinion. What, what you might want to do in this group um, is to avoid the who's going to go up, who's going to sorry qualify, who's going to finish second. Maybe look at a, a goal scoring bet. Because you've got um, Lewandowski, you've got Mane, you've got Hamez, you've got uh, Zapata, you've got some good goal scorers there. Um, I think if you do want to bet on, on this group, it's not going to be about who qualifies. You probably could look at who's going to finish top scorer in the group. Because um, it's a very open group. Um, there's, there's not much in any of the sides. Whilst Poland don't have the world-class players, they've proved that they're a strong um, international side. And they, they can put it, bring it together in World Cups and European Championships. Um it's just a tough group, and, and I, I wouldn't feel comfortable putting any hard-earned money um, onto this. So we'll move on now. Um, obviously, as we know, it's going to be every as the groups go together. A is going to face the uh, the runner-up in B, and the winner of B is going to face the runner-up in A, and it's going to continue on for C, D, E, F, and H all the way through. Um, looking at these, I've picked out um, a bunch of teams that. Uh, in single bets, and I've put stakes on all of these that are going to make the quarterfinals. And to, I've put here Brazil. Uh, we already looked at their route earlier. They're going to have to probably beat Mexico or Sweden to get through. They're one to two. I've put 250 on to return 375. Uh, Spain, which I've gone for 100. Uh, they have to win a group with Portugal in it, and then they have to probably beat uh, Spain or, or, uh, or Uruguay. Um, sorry, um, Russia or Uruguay in order to qualify here. And I think they'll end up beating Russia. So I've gone for Spain as well. Belgium, 
Um, not only have I, do I like Belgium to make the quarterfinals, I like Belgium to make the semifinals as well because we looked at their route earlier. And um, it's if, favorable, isn't it? If Uruguay, this is one of the things we talked about mainly off air. If Uruguay do beat, if do win Group A, uh, and they do go on to uh, to beat either. Um, who was it that they needed to face, Jeff? Um, it, it, it was um, sorry. It was right. It was um, we ju- we literally just did it. We literally just yeah. did it now. We literally just did, did it now. It was Poland or Colombia yes. or uh, or Senegal. That's who Belgium will have to meet in the next round. After that, they'll have to. They, it switches all the way across where they're likely to face Uruguay. So that makes Belgium for me. Belgium will beat either Colombia or Poland or Senegal, whoever comes second in that group. So I've got them eight to thirteen. I've got hundred pound on them to make the quarters. And for the even bigger bet, which I found earlier, which was two to one, which was Belgium to make the semi-finals, um, I, I like that big time uh, for Belgium. I've got Germany uh, one to two to make the quarterfinals as well. I've got another two hundred on that. Um, so they're 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 big bets that I that I want to put out there um, in terms of the next stages of this. Did you have anything for that? Or? No, no I, I tend to agree with with those. I mean, obviously my my choices are in the kind of specials market, which I'll cover um, in a second. Um, but yeah, I think there's some money to be made on the forecasts, the to qualifiers, and the to make the quarters, make the last sixteen, um, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, I looked at Uruguay on that. Um, and I looked at Uruguay seven to two um, for their stage of elimination. So that means Uruguay to get knocked out in the quarterfinals seven to two. I thought was a good bet because they're strong enough to get there. And I have exactly the same bet picked out for England uh, to get to get knocked out there. Um, my Belgian bet, by the way, is just to reach the semis at two to one. Uh, it's not to be knocked out there, but I have England to be literally knocked out in the semis uh, in the quarterfinals. Sorry, at seven to two as well. Cool. Um, I'm going to give out my big bet off the back of the groups. Now, obviously, we gave out a group per bet. Now, this is safe bets that will keep you interested through the World Cup and will almost guarantee you money. Um, so you've heard all the groups that we covered in part one and, and at the start here of part two. So this is the bet, the big bet for the World Cup. Uruguay, just to qualify from group A, one to five. Spain to win group B ahead of Portugal at one to two. France to win group C at one to three. Brazil to win Group E at two to seven. England and Belgium in a dual forecast to qualify at two to nine. And uh, that's it. That's it. Five selections only. Um, two hundred pounds on that will return you seven hundred and ninety. Well, it's a good bet. It, it, it seems like all you're doing there is just waiting for the complete obvious to happen. Because is there any way Uruguay don't qualify from the group? I'm not talking about no, winning. No. Is there any way? Well, I suppose the risky one here is Portugal finishing ahead of Spain. But the only problem with that, as I said, is is if they draw, it, it might be that Portugal, you know, Ronaldo has one of those days where he hits a hat trick. I, 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 that's thought, the only I problem. thought all that, but the fact that Spain put Argentina to the sword um, yeah. in, in that friendly, I believe it was 6 1, yeah. uh, really makes me think that Spain are going to get goals in that. That's group. what you've got to look at the um, goals they get in the sides that. You know, they're playing the other two strong weak sides. And I've, and I've got France and Brazil in here as group winners. And I played it safe to the point where I haven't even put in the Germans because I really didn't like the group. I, I'm not loving the group with uh, Mexico no. and Sweden, although the Germans are likely just to power through. Um, we're going to move on to goal scorers in a moment. And I've picked out a side bet here, which I didn't know how else I would get onto the show. Um, you've got a list here on Skybet of teams and who will be the top scorer in their teams. Top Man United scorer, top Real Madrid scorer, top... Barcelona scorer, top Tottenham scorer. I picked out Luis Suarez as a top Barcelona scorer in this tournament at eleven to four. 
He's playing for Uruguay, and his main competition is Lionel Messi, who isn't playing as a striker. Messi always gets that favourable treatment where Messi is 8 to 15 in this market, Jeff. Yeah, can, it's, can, I don't get it. There, there's no way that he's 8 to 15 and Suarez is 11 to 4. There isn't any other Barcelona player that's going to, gonna, as you said, it's out of those two. And so, Uruguay have a very easy group, and Argentina yeah. are in that really hard group, but we don't even know if they're going to win. It's, it's, it's a cracking bet. I didn't know about that one. I'll be looking at that one. My, my goal scorer bets are, are going to be um, for the tournament itself. Um, firstly, um, following on from Suarez being Barcelona's top scorer, I think at 25 to 1, Luis Suarez to finish to the tournament top scorer is a good, good price and a good bet because he faces in the group Saudi Arabia, Russia, and Egypt. None of those sides are capable. Um, you know, or he is an un- incapable of scoring against those sides. Let's look at the market, Jeff, because as usual, they've done what they do every year. Um, they've got Neymar favourite. You know, yeah, he's they, not even a goal scorer. They've put Neymar and Messi as the joint favourites. Messi's not playing. Not playing. Neymar's been injured. Neymar's not playing as a striker. He's injured. Anton Griezmann's there. He's out playing wide. Yeah. Cristiano Ronaldo's probably not going to have a yeah. long tournament. Timo Werner, we're not hundred percent sure is going to get picked. For me. The bet here is Gabriel Jesus, yeah. 16 to 1, yeah. easy group, yeah. definitely a striker. Yeah. And Romelu Lukaku, easy group, definitely yeah. a striker. And even Diego Costa at 20 to 1 is worth a shout. Yeah. They're the three for me. Um, again, um, top top goal scorer market, completely mispriced. They do it all the time. Yeah. I mean, you look at it, um, they, they've done exactly what the bookies done in the Champions League. They've seen Neymar and they've seen, you know, like they saw PSG um, and they've seen. Um, well, in, in the Champions Messi. League, it kind of makes more sense to pick the strikers of each team because those teams are going to progress. But and and kind of those big names play there. But in their countries, Neymar doesn't play where he plays. Neymar, uh, Messi doesn't play where he plays. Griezmann's not even playing where he plays. Yeah. Cristiano Ronaldo's not playing for Real Madrid. He's playing for Portugal and might only play four games. Um, Gabriel Jesus isn't going to be a great price, uh, a great you know, a great pick in a Champions League market yeah. uh, necessarily. But here he's playing for. Brazil in one of the easiest groups. Yeah. Are you t- Romelu Lukaku's going up against Tunisia and Panama uh, as a sole striker? Yeah, no, it's as I say, it's um, it, it's crazy uh, betting. I mean, I'm looking at it. As I said, I, I think 25 to one Suarez to finish top scorers. And also, I know you've kind of mentioned Griezmann being played out wide, but I said I think earlier, possibly off air, um, I think this is the tournament where Griezmann steps out of the shadow of Ronaldo and Messi and. Joins Dybala as as one of the top four players in the world. I think Griezmann can quite easily. Um, he's a he's a big game scorer. I can see him coming out in his group. He faces Denmark, Australia, and Peru. I can see Griezmann is twelve to one finished top scorer. Um, they can go far, France, and uh, he can score. Now, just on that, I like a couple of um, doubles where you look at winner and um, top goal scorer. Um, and one of the ones I like if you look at Germany to win it, and you look at. Um, Suarez to be top scorer is 150 to one, um, or Germany um, to win it, um, and I'm just trying to find the price for Germany and Jesus because um, that will be a big price. But there's some good um, good odds there, so definitely I'm going Suarez top scorer, Griezmann top scorer, and I've had uh, success in the past of picking top scorers. So they're my two tips. Um, but also I'm looking at Jesus as you said, Bill, because he's got. A very, very easy group. Um, and he's had a stop-start season with Man City, playing second field to Aguero. So if he announces himself on the world stage before Brazil in the World Cup, um, Jesus um, to be top scorer um, in the World Cup. I don't know what price he is. He's 16 to 1. 18 to 1's a big price. You know, if you want to go and um, have a few shekels on him, um, they're my three choices. Griezmann, 
Jesus and Suarez top scorers yeah for me it was just Jesus and, and Lukaku and obviously because I like Belgium all the way to the semis as I liked as I said earlier on 2-1 to one to reach the semis 8-13 to 13 to reach the quarterfinals like both of those I'm going to have 100 on the semis I'm going to have 200 on the quarters and uh, I'm also going to have um, a £50 on at 3-1 um, at, at Belgium to win all their group games um, I don't know why that's three to one because um, Brazil are six to four to win all their group games, and if you look at it, it doesn't really make much sense because Brazil are going to be around about one to three, one to four to win their games, whereas Belgium have a couple of games where they're two to nine and yeah. one to five, and then they have that obviously that tight game against England. Obviously, obviously, yeah, they, the, the bookies have priced that game up very tightly. Um, are thinking that when the prices come out for that game, Belgium to beat England is going to be about six to five or eleven to ten. I Probably. don't think that's correct. Um, so getting Belgium now at three to one to win all the group games is a great bet. Um, I think we've given out as much as we can in terms of just tournament bets. Obviously, I'm going to be doing this podcast every week going into the World Cup. So um, and obviously, I, I individually, not with not with Jeff, I'm going to be doing World Cup daily as well. Um, we're going to finish off with the most logical thing that we're going to finish off with, as we said at the top of the show. Let's talk about the winner of the tournament. Yeah, I mean, just before the winner, I've got one little side bet, um, okay. which just, just to get in there. Um, and again, it's, it's one of those ones where I don't like betting these because it's up to someone else's discretion. But player of the tournament, okay, um, one of them. And I just think... I think it's a value bet. And the reason I say this is because he's going to be let off the shackles. He's, yeah, he's... I haven't seen what he's written down yeah, either. I, I'm going to go Paul Pogba's 40 to 1 to be player of the tournament. Again, as I let say... Me, let me go find one just for fun. I, I, I don't like this because it's based on what someone else thinks or voting and, and, and some is idiots. Is it not done with no stats anymore? John? It might be done. But again, stats means someone's sitting there ticking what they think has been an assist and what they think has been a tackle right, right. so for me I just think a really silly little bet really small stake Pogba at 40 to 1 let him off the shackles Mourinho can come out and say oh, I did this I set him up to this World Cup and next year makes the Premier League more interesting with, with Pogba and, and United um, you know coming out at full force so player of the tournament Pogba 40 to 1 um, I know Billy's looking looking at one now um, but yeah, I just think it's it's a fun bet. But like I say, you you're looking at some of these statisticians or or, or um, who scored.com and some of the times what they say is ridiculous. But forty to one pog was a good price. I've gone forty to one too. I like Isco. Yeah. Um, it, out of the creative players in the Spain team, where I I I. I I'm kind of giving away what I'm going to do here. I'm, I'm leaning towards Spain winning it as being the having the most world-class players and being within the confines of a team as well. Uh, and I think out of the out of the three creative players that are there, um, like David Silva, um, Isco, and uh, we don't really know 100% who the other one's going to be uh, because it's it's kind of all over the place. Uh, I, I would think Isco is the one that's kind of going to stand out the most. I'm just going to have a look quickly at what. World Soccer Man think that the um, think that the other creative player on the Spain team is going to be because I don't think even if he has an amazing tournament I don't think they're going to give it to Diego Costa just because he doesn't have any likability um, yeah. and, and he seems to suffer from that it's um, they've got it as Iniesta yeah. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure it will be Iniesta because Iniesta's just retired um, yeah. it, it could be Tiago Alcantara uh, it could be Sol. Uh, they've def- seen Encinio, the uh, Real Madrid player. Encinio, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's quite up in the air, but I, I think Isco definitely is going to play. He's already had 27 Spanish caps and he's already got 10 goals. Now, if he plays seven times in this World Cup and he scores three goals, then he's going to be the front runner to get it. And some assists um, as well. It's 
Yeah, of course. It's, um, it's on everything, isn't it? It's based on it's based on assists. Um, but then you have the Be- then you have the Belgian factor as well, and I like Eden Hazard as twenty eight to one as well. I had a day. I, came, it, I think it's so him. open this bet that you've got to go real small spakes just with someone that you think for your own. Um, making a case for your own player and I just think Pogba it's all there for him to do it he's a great player he's been held back this year let's see what you can do finally then going on to the winners um, I know Billy's kind of touched on, on who's going to go um, I, I from the very start I said this is an open tournament there's not one great side there's a lot of very good sides and I just don't think I always say you know if, you, if you're pushed uh, and I'm asked to find someone I can't look any further than the Germans. Um, I looked at their their potential players. You know, Werner, if he performs, they've got Muller, who's 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 um, thoroughbred in World Cup. Sane, Royce, Gomez, Draxler. Um, they've got the German mentality. They've got the German history. Um, Germany to win the World Cup, nine to two. It's not going to be my biggest bet because there's more money to be made on the group stages. But I, I just I don't feel comfortable backing against Germany and I'm going to go with Germany to win the World Cup um, and hopefully when we're, when we're doing the next podcast you're going to say thanks Jeff for Germany because 9-2 is a good, a good bet for me I'm not going to go mad on it but Germany to win the World Cup Yeah, as I said earlier I absolutely want to pile on uh, Brazil, Spain, Belgium, Germany all to make it to the quarterfinal stages they, 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 there's no way they won't be in the quarterfinals but as I said earlier I have to go with Spain. We've got David De Gea in goal, who's the best goalkeeper in the world. He's very, very busy at Man United and hardly concedes a goal. He's kept Man. If David De Gea didn't play for Man United, we would have finished sixth this season instead of second. And he's going to have a lot less to do in Spain with the two best centre backs, two of the two of the top five centre backs in the world in front of him. Ramos proved on Saturday when he broke Salah's arm uh, that he's the best centre-back in the world because that's the kind of arsehole that you need to be uh, to, to win three Champions Leagues and Ramos has been massively responsible for winning three Champions Leagues in a row you have players in this team that have won three Champions Leagues in a row there isn't a significant difference between winning a Champions League and, uh, and winning a World Cup. It is that tournament mentality that a lot of these players have. You've got Barca players, you've got Real Madrid players, and this back four is insane. Where it be Carvajal or Aspilicueta, Ramos Pique, Albert Leftback, the holding midfields, Busquets, Koke, you have a nasty bastard up front in Costa that wants to score goals. And um, even, even even if he doesn't, even if he does, I mean, he's kept Morata out of, out of the squad. Um, I mean, they've, they've been confident enough not to take Morata because they know exactly what they want to do. Um, is the squad is loaded all the way around. Uh, Tiago Alcantara, Sol, Asensio, uh, Lucas Vasquez, um, Sergio Roberto. There's just players all over the place. Marcus Alonso of Chelsea's the, could come in easily at left back. He's probably better than Jordi Alba at this point. If you do play Aspilicueta and, and Alonso, then you still have two players out of fullback that are from the same team. This team have got it. This team, I feel like the more I talk about it, it's their World Cup to lose, especially as it's also an, on their continent as well, where they all play. Um, got to be Spain for me. Um, I don't know if I've convinced Jeff to bet. I, I, as I said, it's very open. Um, I can't make a, a case for Spain not winning it. Um, I guess all I can do is is make a case for who I think Germany, um, France, very in, uh, full of individuals. Um, don't I do get agree. me wrong, Jeff. The, the, the Brazil team have got a lot of the same characteristics as the Spain team. I'm just, I just less of a team. I just don't They're think they've got the keeper, team. and obviously they, they don't. 
And Spain, they don't have the defence either. Spain don't have a key, or they do have a defence. I think they've got a defence. I just don't think they have a key man uh, in the Spain team. If Spain lose Isco or Silver or whatever, they'll easily bring somebody in. Or if somebody's not informed, well, but Brazil without Neymar or with a half-fit Neymar, I just can't see them. Well, this, was my, this is what I said before. In, in the past, Spain had um, had David Villa, who was the guy that would score goals always at any World Cup or European Championships. He'll score goals. Diego Costa's yet to do that. Yes, he scores in the Premier League and he scores in in La Liga. Uh, is he a David Villa at the world level? No, he's not. He he may well. Listen, if Costa turns it on in the World Cup and, and plays how he can do, he's very un-Spanish-like. He's exactly what they want. A little bit of Jamie Vardy. He runs down the channels. He bullies teams. He makes things happen that shouldn't happen. It, it's not going to then all be about the creativity of Isco. You know, Costa can make a goal just from harassing people and, and making mistakes, um, making people make mistakes. So this Spanish side are a good side. They are going to really close... It is a toss-up. It's an open tournament. If pushed, I'm going Germany. I'd quite happily back Spain as well. Yeah, but, uh, uh, the reason, another reason I've gone for Spain is simply down to eliminating people for different reasons. Uh, Ger- Germany aren't as strong as, as they. I don't like the creative players that much. I don't think they know exactly what their starting lineup is going to be. France are a lot of individuals. I don't like Deschamps as a manager. Uh, I don't I think Argent- I don't think Argentina are that strong. I don't like Martinez as a manager at Belgium. Um, I, 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 I do like. The Spain team, I do like the manager as well. I do like the fact that he knows all these players. Uh, he's been the twice European champion with the under tw- under 19s in 2012. Uh, he's been with the under 21s as well. He, he, he knows the players. And um, I just I just don't like Martinez and Deschamps because I, I really do like the teams of Belgium and France. Uh, it's just the players I don't. But I do, what I do like is Joachim Lowe at Germany. So if there's a top, if there's a manager who's my favourite amongst this top lot, it's Joachim Lowe. I just don't know if they've got the side this time. But I'm with Jeff. I if I picked the second one, I'd go with you. So I think mm. we've got, I think we've nailed the top two. Yeah, hundred percent. I think one of us is going to be right. <laughs> that's okay. what we're going for. Um, I know, guys. That's that's everything from us. As I said, we'll be we back doing this weekly. I'll be doing this every day, looking at the games. Uh, it'll be World Cup daily with me, Billy. Um, obviously, you can follow the guys at Gambling Podcast and uh, go and sign up at mybookie.ag use the promo code SGP50 for a 50% deposit bonus I've been Billy he's been Jeff and you'll hear from us all throughout this World Cup good luck with your bets